Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Today, all finally in person for the first time in two years. Woo! Pew, 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 pew. Uh, talking about... Is that your air horn? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They put me on all the rap tracks. Um... I hated this movie, but we're talking about Daredevil at Joseph's 2003. Request. So hang on, which would Daredevil? Which Daredevil would you have hated to talk about more? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of this. This is one of those. I mean, actually, it's appropriate for Spider-Man because I feel like there's a lot of uh, upswing to uh, Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man, despite the fact that we all remember that we didn't like those movies at the time and they're still bad. On a similar note, I feel like once we started incorporating these Daredevil characters back into the Marvel Universe, your Kingpins, your Matt and Murdochs, whatever, we were like, oh, maybe we should save these shows and bring them back. And first off, I want to say we shouldn't. And two, I want to come back and and talk about a thing that was pretty universally hated at the time and compare it to the Charlie Cox thing that we're so sure that we want back. Right. Because, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but I think this movie is a movie at the very least. And uh, I don't know. I think it might deserve another chance. Okay, here's here's the thing. I don't think that this is a good movie, but it's like it's just real interesting. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like you know. First of all, I realized when I watched this that I'd never watched it before. Like that seems impossible. Okay, I was living the life during this point. Yeah, and. Uh, Just a lot of these Marvel movies, before there were Marvel movies, the stuff that weren't X-Men and weren't Spider-Man, but came after Spider-Man was such a hit, your Ghost Riders, your Fantastic Fours, your Punishers. I don't think I watched any of them. I just did movie checks and got, I got the point on that. Mm -hmm. Um, But watching this really all the way through for the first time, I think it's fascinating because usually when you watch a movie and it's bad, the main thing you think is, why did they do that? What made them make this crazy decision? I can see every bad decision they made in this movie and like, oh, I totally get why they meant did that. In 2002, that was a great decision. But by 2003, it was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, to your point, even when we're talking more about like Spoilers, I'm assuming, or soundtrack or whatever later. But, oh, God, let's talk so much about spoilers and soundtrack. But one thing I want to say is, directly to your point, you talk about Spider-Man in 2002 with that Nickelback song, Hero yep. or whatever. Huge song. I actually right. enjoy that tune. It's, it's a great pretty tune. fun. This movie, two years later, has like two Nickelback songs in it, and it's fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's, I was thinking about, because of this, I was thinking about that not since Disco. Has there been a genre that when people turned on it, man, they fucking <laughs> turned. It yeah. wasn't just like a thing where like, oh, well, you know, I don't like that anymore. I like this new thing, but it's kind of funny. I used to like that. It's like, fuck that. And we're in disco. I think they were wrong on this. I think they were pretty much right. <laughs> it's pretty douchey music. I'm not going to say I don't rock out when I hear Limp Biscuit from time to time. You know, it is all about the he said, she said bullshit. But It's just douchey, douchey, douchey music. And uh, more the point, locally here in Pensacola, I think, honestly, I can tie New Rock to when Pensacola stopped being a cool place to live. Mm. Because I think Pensacola, and you guys might not even be young, old enough to remember this changeover, but I think Pensacola started sucking as as a nation 
when we when TK stopped being the Pink Flamingo classic rock to the radio station and turned into like you know the new rock station the mm-hmm. nickelback the mm-hmm. stained the fucking uh creeds the station i you know i think that's when we became sort of like the town equivalent of a monster energy neck energy uh drink neck tattoo yeah so much of this movie is stained the movie like. right it just it just feels like angsty so, dad so, rock. Okay, I mean, before before we get too far into what's bad about this, I want to say, well, on just to decide on this, I think we've been blaming some shit on uh, on Zack Snyder that may be Ben Affleck. <laughs> this seems like his aesthetic. This is a very Snyder verse aesthetic. Oh, it's the same character as his Batman, and it's really like. It has the same strengths, too, except for one glaring example. The cast is pretty fucking good. I wanted to talk about this very 2003-specific cast. Right. So Ben Affleck is obviously Matt Murdock, Daredevil. We got John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Which is great. He's Fantastic. Foggy Nelson. Foggy Nelson. What did I say? Happy Hogan. But, you know, that, <laughs> too. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they never uh, call him Foggy in the movie. I they think. don't. They call him Frederick. Uh, as far as other like main people, we got Michael Clark Duncan as Wilson Fisk Kingpin. Fucking great. Main problem that this movie didn't succeed is that we didn't get more of that. Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Who's fucking terrible in it. Fucking great. No. I fundamentally disagree. <laughs> I... I, I want. There's another aspect I want. I want to save talking about. We, Colin we, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come back okay. around to it. That's fine. Okay. This is gonna be a hot button episode. Yeah. <laughs> but on, on uh, you know, on like side, little side characters, fucking uh, Hector Salamancas in this yeah. movie as the what was the name of the, I don't know the Wilson Fisk's boss who kills Matt Murdock's dad. Uh, and also, uh, uh, fucking Grey's Anatomy herself is Karen Page in this movie. Did you guys <laughs> right. notice that? Yeah. yeah. She's in one scene in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, and Jennifer Garner, Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> there, Jennifer Garner typifies exactly what I was talking about. In 2002, that seems like a good choice for, like, the the female lead of an action movie if you need that lead to do action. Uh-huh. She's just done, like, fucking, what, four or five years of Alias at that point. She's already had lots of training in fake movie kung fu. She should be great, but... She's easily the worst part of this movie. And I don't think it's really her fault. It's just not a part she's fucking cut out for. Like, Electra needs to be exotic. You know, to to use a reference that you guys also might be too, uh, too old for. In Gilligan's Island's terms, Electra needs to be a ginger. And, and fucking, you know, uh, Jennifer Garner is a Marianne through and through. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, she could kick my ass... But she would be really sorry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what you need Electra to be. And she, you know, I, I mean, I just think it was, it's not her fault. It was just a real bad miscast. So I'm going to say how I feel about this movie is that I did not enjoy it. It's worse than Transformers. I didn't like it. And what it was a lot to me was somebody watched Spider Man and then they watched The Matrix and they thought, how can I give birth to the baby of these two movies? I. I want to dispute that. I think they watched The Matrix, and then they're like, man, we could take some stuff from this. Mm-hmm. And then they watched Underworld. Could be that, too. <laughs> and they yeah. were like, no, we need to do exactly yeah. this shit. So there's a lot what? of like shots what? over the city that feel very reminiscent. You know, it's dark and wet yeah. of like Neo before he becomes the one and stuff like that. And Joe Pantaleone or whatever his fucking name is is in this movie. And again, in 2002... 
that's a pretty cool decision. Yeah. But I think we've talked about this before, how the Audis really didn't have an identity at first. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you go from the 70s to 80s, you go from 70s to 80s movies, uh-huh. 80s, 90s, 80s. But for the Audis, didn't really know have their own thing for a while. And I think maybe when the Audis kicked in was 2003, and this movie was still made in 2002. It's fair. I feel like at the turn of the millennium, we were like, this is the future. And at some point, we were like, okay, we need to do something else well, besides then, this. Then 9-11 happened. Yeah, right. also that. Like, we thought <laughs> Underworld, they looked at Underworld, and they thought, this is the future. Yep. This is what this mm-hmm. is what people like. And it happened, like, very recently, so it's probably going to be the thing for the whole decade. And then two years into Afghanistan, we were like, shit's not changing. <laughs> right. We got to figure something else out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna counterpoint. First off, this movie is shorter than Transformers. It was like an it hour. It did not feel like it was it like at an, well, all. Look, I I also watched it on TNT, so there may have been scenes cut out that I don't know about. But it was <laughs> right. like an hour and forty minutes, which yeah, was I great. Think that is correct. Uh, right. One of the look, Ben Affleck bad, no doubt. He's not good in this. Not good in most things. Uh, uh, Jennifer Gardner, I, I I agree. I think it's more of a miscast than necessarily like a poor performance. Right. Uh, but. I don't know. I I appreciate that. Just there's there's absolutely no level of like shame or or like self awareness to get in front of the joke. None of it. Like it is it is like dead serious. It thinks it's the fucking coolest shit on earth, and it doesn't need to couch it in fucking anything. No Marvel movie like made since the Kevin Feige era would even approach this level of sincerity. <laughs> I and I love it. I think it's great. I meant to say something that, that exactly when I was talking about uh, about Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck has no self-awareness. Like, mm. I think that's the common thing. I, 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 I think his life so far would indicate you're correct. Also, what is the deal with his fucking wig, man? It looks like, it looks like Sideshow Bob got some straightener and a haircut, but it still had the Sideshow Bob shape. Like, just closer to his head. It's real ridiculous. Her, How do you feel? Yeah, I was about to say. I, 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 this is one of those that's hard to say. I recognize as a movie that this is worse than Transformers, but I've had such a fun time watching it and such a fun time thinking about what I was going to talk <laughs> about it that I can't say that I didn't. Ha- it wasn't a good experience for me. Y'all, that was we, fucking miserable. We were talking about there's a there's a funeral scene in this movie set to Evanescence's My Immortal. Like yeah. fucking come on, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, Nobody would dare to do that now. Again, I'm going to keep hitting this point. But in 2002, <laughs> Evanescence might have been the coolest band on earth to a certain person. <laughs> to a person in Jinko jeans. In 2003, nobody was wearing Jinko jeans. They were gone. I The music in this is just... God, it's so... It's just so of a time that mm-hmm. really kind of isn't represented by a whole movie as well as this. So if you're like fucking stained this should be your jam this should be your yeah. favorite super i don't even know if stained was in this but i just assume they were it's representation right. you know i don't have anything to say <laughs> I, I am in shock you two are as positive as you are like it's I mean, it's so po- bad positive is a strong word <laughs> I, I just i just think i don't know it's it's a time capsule and it and and i will say this will probably 
won't see another movie like this with at least Marvel. With Actually, we'll see lots of movies like this coming out of Warner Brothers, but nobody else will be dumb enough to make a movie like this again. Nobody is going to bet so hard on a moment that's on shaky ground. I mean, the closest thing I could think of, which I actually think did turn out fairly well, is New Mutants. Right. New Mutants absolutely is a product of 2017. Right, right. It came out in 2020, right, right. but it is a product of 2017. Mm. And maybe it was just more fresh, but I bought it more than I do in this movie. This movie feels... Yeah, I mean, I think the Zack Snyder-Warner Brothers comparison is really fair. But it very much is like, if we want to make a gritty superhero movie for dudes in Affliction t-shirts. And it it just... That's just not me. That's not my brand. I mean, especially you say it's it's gritty, and apparently they did want to go for an R rating, but there is an R cut. I think the director's cut. Oh, really? Okay, because I know they they backed off. You know, it's a PG thirteen movie. Uh, But but if you're shooting for that audience, it's pretty fucking tame. (laughs) Yeah, he murders a lot of people. I mean, yeah, but like not that gruesomely. Honestly, the worst guy is the guy that gets cut in half by the train, which also one of my favorite lines, that light at the end of the tunnel, that's not heaven. (laughs) That's the sea train. (laughs) Fabulous. I love this shit. That that is honestly, you know, if he would have just stopped at heaven... That's actually a pretty solid line. I know, but it's, it's the sea train. That's why it's yeah. better. <laughs> like, it's the sea train. It's the thing that turns it from being like Schwarzenegger to MacGruber. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like one is like a cool action hero line, and the other one is he's just stating a fact. Oh man, uh, Colin Farrell. That guy is having such a great he's time. He's having a great time. Boy, is it. I prefer it when he's miserable. I just think it's fascinating that they decided, okay, we don't want to go too superhero with this, so we're not going to give you the mask with the thing on it. So we're going to give you a shaved head and and put the bull's eyes carved into your head. Cool, great. Man, that sounds gritty and real. Then we're going to put you in an outfit that no one's ever worn ever. <laughs> Except for in the movie Underworld. Uh-huh. You know, like, like it is such a ridiculous outfit. And, like, I don't even... Something about him in this movie, I wonder if he did every scene on green screen. Like, was he on any... Was he in the room with any of the actors? Because he doesn't seem like he's really talking to anybody. He's just saying shit he thinks is cool. I mean, I think that works fine. <laughs> Talking about his costume, I... There was a bit I thought interesting, which is the coat is ridiculous. It's not in it. You're right. It's from Underworld. No one would actually wear that jacket. But if you were to put it on, you would stand there and you would like swish it back and forth, which is what he does in the movie. When he like turns to walk out, he grabs the coat and throws it behind him. Like that's a child's play thing. You know what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, I think that's the charm of this movie. But that's not good. <laughs> I don't know if our podcast is a place to recommend a celebrity sex tape. But if you ever can track down Colin Farrell's, it is so fucking great. He has hooked up with this hot black girl, and he's just so fucking happy about it. I watched it for like 40 minutes. They never get to fucking. He's just talking about <laughs> how happy he is, how stoked he is that he's in the room with this naked chick. It's He seems like an okay dude. <laughs> the moral of that story. Yeah. You don't know what happens after those 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, it could. I mean, it's the first time I, I ever stopped watching a celebrity sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, uh, Joseph, you were starting to say I don't know. what it, It's not going to be better than that, but <laughs> I just love how generally gross he is. Like, the whole brand on his head is super disgusting. There's a bit where he, like, rubs the rose on the thing, and, like, I know it's just skin, but I'm just like, ew, don't touch that rose now. Right. That whole bit in the church doesn't feel like a um, Daredevil thing. That feels like Cowboy Bebop. No, it absolutely is. It's very Bat Cowboy yeah. Bebop. I would like the listeners at home to know that Joseph just put his hands on his head because he was so excited. I, was, that's, I don't know. I was a dumb kid when I watched this movie, so I don't think I thought it was dumb. But there's there's a bit where he like kicks the stained glass and catches it, and then like without using like his hand, just... Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 1, fucking uh, catching all the stuff on the train. And when he uses it, projectiles, he doesn't even like throw them. He just no, like shoves yeah, them yeah. forward. Yeah. Like someone would push off ice off a, the hood of a car or something. I, I, I don't. I just can't understand where you're coming from, Christian. This movie's incredible. <laughs> I will go the rest of my life and never watch. And I wouldn't have watched it then if you hadn't made it. <laughs> Which I think there's a trend on this podcast: movies that you recommend. I fucking hate all of them. The ones that you were like, we have to watch. I'm out on all of them. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I think to it makes fair, for. I think it makes for better content. I think we had decided not to do this. Because we said we were going to do it like three weeks ago, yep. and then we decided not to do it. And then I watched it, and I pushed for it. So you're technically pissed at me. I'm mad at both of you. Uh, yeah, this movie's not fun. Uh, so, I mean, that's fair. But would you rather watch this one hour and 40-something minute movie with Ben Affleck that is, you know, by some measure not good? Or... Any fucking episodes of Netflix's Daredevil. Okay, so here, I want to say two things to this, because I think it's important. Number one, this is off-topic, sort of, but the rumor on the streets is they tried to get Ben Affleck to come for fucking Multiverse of Madness. Oh, uh, I hope so. <laughs> and he said no. Yeah, well, he should. <laughs> I mean, he should be like, man, I'm done with this shit. It's never worked out for me. The, uh, the other half of that rumor, though, is all of the Kang shit is leading to basically Avengers 5, which will be Secret Wars. He said maybe to that one, though. Uh huh. I think he's waiting and seeing how people take, you know, Peace to back as Charles Xavier or something. If, if they get him back, they should get him back as a different character, though. They should get him back as Night Owl. He should play Batman. Not Night oh. Owl. Nighthawk. Yeah. Nighthawk. Yeah. As the Batman of the Marvel Universe. Mm. Oh, I was just going to say, to your question... Whatever episode of Daredevil has the hallway fight scene, yes. I'll it's fucking, like the first one. Okay, I'll watch that. You told me I can pick one. Yep. I'll fucking pick that one. If they if they would do a cut of Daredevil where they cut the ten hour the thirty hours into ten, that would be better than this. But otherwise, I think I'll probably have more fun watching this. I think people did a better job in Daredevil, but it was so far and few. Between. I'm not even sure that I agree that that's true. I agree that they did it slower. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that there was less evanescence in it, but <laughs> I don't know if I agree that it was better. Uh, I, I, I feel like we're really grazing over important stuff. How, how can we not talk about the fucking... First of all, just in general, anybody but that one dude at the fucking party who didn't figure out Matt Murdock stopped blind is a fucking idiot. <laughs> he catches everything. <laughs> Every single thing he catches it all the fucking time, no matter who is there. Uh, sure, maybe people aren't paying enough attention for anything, but like the fact that Foggy wouldn't know... After he's like, Foggy's constantly right next to him when he's like, swishing things in baskets. Then like, motherfucker, you've been blind for as long as I've known you. What do you... Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and then 
the rom-com fight scene. That's so bad. Like, that is just, that's maybe the worst thing that's well, ever been invented to film. It's bad, both, like, as an action sequence, but the bit leading up to it is super rapey. Because yeah, she's yeah. very much, leave me alone. He's like, just tell me your fucking name. She's like, please go. I want to know your fucking name. And then they fight. And then they do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is very much... You know, we've talked about this on a few other movies, but it's before we as a nation decided that guy was an asshole. Yeah, that 100% we, is asshole We behavior. know that guy is an asshole. I think three of us did because we knew that guy personally. <laughs> but uh, but America just decided in the last four or five years that that guy is an asshole. So, you know, that scene is definitely aged poorly. Yeah. My favorite um, part of that scene is, I like, they, they start it and it's in like a... a, a populated semi-crowded park and i remember like they start fighting and i was like the most unbelievable bit of this is that no one's like paying any goddamn attention to these two people that are just fighting and then like 10 seconds later the alternative happens where everybody turns and and starts cheering them on it's like this is even worse well then at some point that someone should have said to hertz point that guy's fucking daredevil (laughs) that blind guy who knows every kung fu movie is daredevil yeah no totally somebody should have said there's these two really hot people. One of them has sideshow bob hair that are beating the shit out of each other in the park. And one of them's blind. Like, the news should have been there, you know? The, the other scene I really want to speak to, and this is also Evanescence related. What exactly is that training thing where she stabs the sandbag? Look, seriously, that's, that's my other favorite thing. There are so many scenes in this movie of people like in their own houses just like spinning their weapons. Right. It's fantastic. But what do you what do you accomplish with stabbing sandbags that you know where they are? She's not blind. I know. And then and then who fucking cleans that up? Yeah. You know? That's that's a dick move to lay on a you know you, you, I was about to say you know she ain't doing it. Right. Yeah, that's great. Have you guys ever had to clean up after a sandbag? You never get it all up. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Are you speaking from experience right now? Well, you know, uh, you know, living the life. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, preparing for pro- floods, we'd put sandbags by the doors, and every time one of them would use and those the sandbags were from the beginning of time. They so, were yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, just of time. reuse yeah. them over and over yeah. again. Well, let's talk about the one good part of this movie, which is Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan's great. Ironically, I actually didn't like him as much this, coming back to it as I remembered him. Because like, I think he's the right person. I just don't necessarily love his performance. I don't think he's good in it, but I think being bad is part of that character. Right. Like, I think that character is kind of ridiculous in itself, and so playing it like over the top and stuff. And there's a certain woodenness to Kingpin dialogue that he just has naturally. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't want to speak ill of that guy because I think that guy, you, you know, not everybody in a movie has to be a great actor. Sometimes you just have to be a great presence. And that guy was a fucking great presence. For sure. And he was the right presence for that role. There's, there's physically no better casting you could have gotten right. for Kingpin. I really enjoyed watching that dude in a wife beater and a cigar beat the shit out of Ben Affleck. That's pretty fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I, it's I, fun. Wish that, I wish that scene was three times as long as it was. <laughs> yeah. The again, Zack Snyder related. That wasn't that fighting in that scene very Watchmen like though. Well, it I was. Think, it was very much like the Ozymandias. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels very similar to some things in in Watchmen. Yeah. I think Zack Snyder might have been a super fan of this movie. <laughs> Anything else? I no, I'm good. I got it all out. 
I, you know, I, I told you guys before, but I will tell the listeners, I had a little drama before this, and I worry I've missed all the stuff I wanted to talk about, because literally, I've thought for two weeks straight how much I want to talk about this silly, silly movie. I think maybe I'll re-examine all these movies now, all mm. the, like, you know... Island of the Misfit Marvel movies uh-huh. that are in that area between successes. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be good, but maybe I'll have fun watching them and maybe they'll remind me of a fun time. Next episode, Electra. Oh, <laughs> I'll never watch. Okay. That, that's the other thing about this. I, that is, you brought up something I wanted to mention. This movie must not have been a financial se- failure because it got, got a spinoff. Yeah. A spinoff like, they years later. It you know, wasn't like it wasn't immediately right. after. It was like four years later, <laughs> and they forced her to do it. It isn't like she campaigned to do it. I mean, look, that shows in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I mean, so obviously the reason they didn't do more of this isn't because it didn't succeed financially. It's just because they realized, oh shit, this is lame. Yeah, you I, know. So I was trying to read through some of the IMDb trivia, and the only one that I wanted to mention that I have no, I have no idea how much of any of that bullshit is true. But I said the, the trivia said that Matt Damon passed on the role of Matt Murdock because he didn't have faith in the writer or the director, which I fucking, I fucking love the idea that anything that Matt Damon passes on, Ben Affleck just gets automatically put into. And man, that shows like 20 years later. Matt Damon is Matt Damon right now, and Ben Affleck is Ben Affleck. Yeah. And I do not have to explain that. Everyone knows what I mean. I did want to ask a question. It's kind of a follow-up, something I said earlier, and then you brought this up. Of those movies, which ones are we going to see again? Because we're going to see someone. Uh, I mean, I have no doubt the second they would ask Nicolas Cage to do Ghost Rider, he'd be back. For sure. No doubt. So you guys think he's in Doctor Strange? I think he very well could be. He, I mean, that dude, first of all, he'll show up for any paycheck. But also, that dude just fucking legitimately loves comics. Mm. And, you know, he really wants... Which, he, I mean... He had one beloved successful comic movie with Kick-Ass. That did well, and everybody largely liked it. But he wants to be a superhero and have people love it. I think he wants another swing. Hmm. You got one? No, I'm trying to remember all the misfit ones. The first one that came to mind is Wesley Snipes. Is like, would Wesley Snipes be, be in this? <laughs> I think he would do it. I, I don't mean, know that they would. But would they want to? Because they yeah. were pushing Mahershala. But that almost doesn't count, because people love Wesley Snipes yeah. as, as yeah. you know... I think I don't know how to say that guy's name. Lone uh, Lone Grufford or whatever the guy who played Mister Fantastic and mm, yeah, one hundred percent. I think he's in yeah. multiverse. It's not like he's got anything else no, going fuck, on. No, he doesn't. I would love to see on that same thing Chris Evans come back as Johnny Storm, only because just the fucking mental. Thing yeah, no, I mean that would that'd be a great pop yeah. just by itself. And and like you know, I mean, he's done Cap for so long, and he was so good at it. We forget that he was the best fucking part of those movies. Yeah. Like, those movies... Well, that's who he was, you right. know, and all, everything before Captain right. America. Honestly, if he hadn't gotten Captain America, Chris Evans' career would have taken a very, very different yeah. path. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely think... I, I, I think these movies are remembered fondly. I don't think you should go back and watch any of them. And when they all pop up for their cameos in Multiverse in two months, fucking cheer for it It'll then. be fun. And then don't... Don't worry about yeah. going back. I'm going to tell you already who gets the biggest pop from Jehu of anybody ever. When I get to see Lou fucking Ferrigno again. 
You think Lou's gonna be? Lou will definitely come back. That'll for be that interesting. Shit. I don't know if he'll be back for Multiverse of the Madness, but we'll get that at some point. I know Lou's an asshole. Nobody has to tell me that Lou's an asshole. No one write in to say Lou Ferrigno's an asshole. Or if you want to, do I don't please care. do. Well, but uh, but I don't care. I grew up on that shit. I love that shit. I have jokes about almost every episode. Uh, so I would love to see Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I want I want Toby to come back again only because this would be in a Sam Raimi movie. I mean, I think yeah, I think totally. yeah, I don't know. I think I think they're both likely. But. I think yeah. I mean, I really and again, that's the same thing. I know Toby's a fucking asshole, but I really loved him in No Way Home. He was, you know, him and Willem Dafoe are my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. So. Fucking Daredevil. The fucking Daredevil. Look, I I, I think it's better than Transformers. <laughs> Whatever. I, you know, if I'm going to recommend anything to you, if you don't really don't think you want to watch this, put it on in the background. It's it's for the background. It's just a music video. Yeah. yeah it's very much a music you know, video. I don't think there's many scenes in it that doesn't have a shitty song playing. It, it, will, it will take you right back in time. Right. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, that's Daredevil. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if... Uh, I should apologize for making you guys listen to this, but I, thought, you know, I enjoyed this. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I am saying I had a good time. Exactly. I think that's good enough. Uh, what have we watched the past week, guys? So I'm really excited because I literally, I showed up to Joseph's house early. I took the afternoon off because I went to the movie theater to watch Jackass Forever. Oh, God. Oh, God, I want to see it so bad. How was it? It's pretty good. Right <laughs> yeah, it's better than Transformers. Uh, talking about going back to a thing... I recently tried to watch Jackass 1 again. Um, I can't find the show anywhere, but I think like Paramount Plus has the, the movies. And I, I just couldn't fucking do it. It just, I just, I was like, oh no, I've, I'm outgrown it. Right. Um, and for me, like, you know, if it's 2003, chances are I probably had like anarchy symbols on my fucking chucks right. and I was in some skinny jeans and I fucking watched Jackass. Like right. that's that's who I was at that time. And um, so like going back and revisiting it, I was like, ah, fuck, I can't do it anymore. But the more I saw of this movie, the trailers and the reviews on it were really great. People calling it hysterical. I was like, I got to go see this. And uh, I'm pleased to say it's fucking better than Transformers. It's a lot of fun. It's not nearly as gross per se as especially two and three like two a lot of pooping a lot of, a lot poop. of pooping in two and three um and because of one big thing about this one is because they filmed it in covid it's almost all pranks on each other because right. there's not you, you couldn't really bring in outside people right. um it's a very self-contained like you know and how do you make the bits funny well they just can't know you're doing the bit or something like that and there's no innocent bystander. They have to be the innocent bystander. And so, uh, I don't I don't know. I think it's fucking hilarious, and I cried laughing multiple times. It's also part, you know, f- kind of finality to it. They're all, they, multiple times they talk about being in their 50s and still <laughs> doing this shit, but it's definitely not the last one. It's good. Johnny Knoxville almost fucking dies. I mean, <laughs> legitimately, multiple broken bones, multiple concussion, has to go to the ER. He could have killed himself. First of all, I, when you said you'd watched a movie, I thought you were going to say Scream Five, but and I would have been happy about that. Too. I wanted to. I was but, torn between the two of them. But but this was this is really cool too. Yeah, I'm I'm almost on the other end of where you are with Jackass. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you you liked them because you were young and you were mm-hmm. dumb and you didn't know any better. Yes, I like them. I'm not quite as old as them, but I'm definitely in their age group. And um, 
I was those. I personally wasn't those guys. I was always a pussy. But I hung out with guys like that, you know, skater guys, you know, BMX guys. I would do it a little bit. And as soon as I got hurt, I was like, man, that's up to you guys. I will cheer you all on. So, like, you know, watching those guys is just like hanging out with guys Mm -hmm. I used to hang out with. And I always root for them. So I really want to see that. And I'm glad it's good. Yeah. The only other thing is I finished season two of The Great fucking Jillian Anderson shows up and she is the boss in every fucking thing. <laughs> the The truth about the X-Files is uh, Mulder is your favorite, Scully's the fucking best. Right. And uh, I have always been a super fan of hers and when she shows up in the show, she's great. Dude, ha- hasn't fucking middle age I don't give a shit anymore, I'll do what I want to do, yeah. Jillian Anderson just turned into the fucking best. Dude, everything she's in, she's fucking incredible yeah. in. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, so... I feel like the main content I consume, Joseph is going to talk about, so I'll just hijack that when he talks about it. And instead, I'm going to ask you guys about... Well, actually, I did want to talk about one thing real quick. Last week, when I got flustered and forgot Todd Berry's name, I really feel I didn't give Todd Berry his due. So I watched Todd Berry's uh, special uh, since then that's on Netflix. It's fucking great. And I just want to reiterate that that guy is really fucking funny. His special is great. His special starts off with like five minutes of you know don't have your cell phone on as comedy club shit that he makes really funny and i think all stand-up people should just be able to steal that bit and do it at the front of their show also um uh i should say you know how npr like when they do a story on one of their sponsors they have to say we're actually sponsored by facebook and all that shit i will say that todd berry when we saw him did like 25 minutes on cats so he was really playing to his audience for me and Sarah. So we may be in his pocket. But no, what I want to talk about this is, and I don't know if this is Dirty Pool. I'm going to talk about a segment on another podcast and get your all's reaction to it. So I've told you guys before that I fucking love the It's Always Sunny uh, podcast. It's fucking great. It's really funny. You should really listen to it. The, the premise of the episode is they just watch an episode of their show and then they talk about it. But they did one episode lately that wasn't about that. And they presented this situation that I was so emotional about that I immediately thought started thought, thinking, like predicting how would each of the friends I know deal with it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the thing. So Rob McElhaney, who plays Mac, he's home alone. His wife's out of town. If you, you know, Anybody who doesn't know, his wife is Caitlin Olson, who plays Dee from, uh, from Sunny. So he's out of town. He decides to take his kids to In-N-Out Burger. So they go to this very In-N-Out, busy In-N-Out Burger that's near where they live. And I should say they go to this one all the time. And this thing has never happened before. So they get in line. And the way it's set up is two of the corners of of the thing have access to the road. So as he's going around this line that's around the building, he gets to one corner And a Rolls Royce starts pulling in on him, just like trying to cut in online. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this guy, does he need to turn around or something? Is he trying to get in on me? And he's also thinking, I've got my kids in the car. Like, how do I deal with this situation with my kids in the car? You know, I don't want to put them in danger, but I also don't want to teach them that you back down to things like this. So... He rolls down the window and he asks the dude, hey man, are you trying to turn around something? Do you need do you, do you need me to give you some room? And he's like, let me in. So he immediately locks the doors to the fucking car, Mac does, gets out and says, back the fuck up or I'm going to beat your ass. 
So the dude does. But then the dude does the same shit on the car right behind him and gets in. So now the guy's behind him. So now he's worried, am I still going to have to deal with this shit? So he gets to the next corner and another fucking car tries to do the same (laughs) shit. This time, though, it's just like a fucking Toyota with two dudes in it. But this time he doesn't even hesitate. He just gets out and says, back the fuck up, dudes. And they back up. This time when he gets out, one of the kids at the, uh, at the, at the fucking In-N-Out Burger goes, hey, it's Mac. So that's pretty funny. So, and that's essentially the end of the story. Those people back up. He get, there's no further incident. He gets out. How would you guys deal with that situation? I'll probably let the person just 100 percent. yeah see okay i okay the thing is i figured joseph would i am a coward through and i'm through. not even your coward i just think you're pragmatic uh-huh and, and it's weird because of all of us i think if you stood up out of the car as long as you didn't say anything move <laughs> your face or walk you're the most intimidating of us. Uh-huh. Like, if you just stood out and just tried to look hard, they're like, hey, man, that's a big fucking dude. I better back up. Christian, I figured you were the biggest hothead of the three of us, so I figured you would have gotten out and gotten into some shit. I'm not much of a hothead, truthfully. I, I always... See, I guess that's something I was wrong about you. I always thought you were. We're, we're very brave in front of these podcast mics. I, I know exactly how I... First of all, part of this is something that I've been preparing for my whole life. Because I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I used to have this rule that I would not pay, drive a car that I paid more than $600 for. So That's a stupid I, rule. Yeah, I, I always drove shit, but I loved it. I loved having a shitty car. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how off-putting it was to people. And the thing is, anytime you got into any sort of confrontational situation with someone else in another car, they couldn't really fuck with you. <laughs> They always had more to lose. (laughs) I mean, look, that's fair. So 100%, the first guy I would stood strong on. There's no way. Now, my my car now, I did buy new. I did pay more than $600 for Uh it. But it's like 10 fucking years old now. So there's no way that a guy in a fucking Rolls Royce is is going to cut closer than me in my fucking Nissan, you know, uh, Versa. But a Toyota changes the equation entirely. Once I got to the Toyota, though, I was just going to let that guy in on fucking principle. Because <laughs> I have that since he got in behind me, I do have this feeling always. I've always been like this. If, if you really piss me off, I am willing to burn on a lake of fire in hell forever, just as long as I make sure you're sitting next to me. So I would have like just loved letting the second car in. I can see that. So yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I thought I had called it. I, I thought it over on every one of my friends, and I thought I'd called it on all my friends, but I was wrong <laughs> on you, John. So I think part of that is when we met, I was fresh out of the military, and I was not hot-headed, but ev- everyone at the theater thought I was. Right. And I used that as a method of control. Okay. Well, I think I, out of all of the phonies... I think at the beginning, I thought me and you were the most different. And as time goes on, I've realized we have a lot in common. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm a big fucking pussy. <laughs> like I'm such a pussy. I, I, but I've got a switch that when I get to it, it's like, well, even if I'm, even if I'm going to get my ass kicked, this is going to fucking happen. The other flip side of that is my wife 
can turn it on. Right. And she fucking would. And I would have to be like, please, honey, it's, just, it's a fucking burger. We, we can have wait. children. We have children in the car. <laughs> like, I've been married almost 10 years now. And so so I, I think that's also had part of it. Right. I have to be the calm Right, one. right. I mean, the thing is, I, you know, I've got a lot of that, too. You guys have met Sarah. I don't know if you've noticed, but she does have a temper. <laughs> but uh, So I do definitely have to try to cool her down a lot. But then... You know, good part of our relationship, she realizes once I've gotten to the point of no return, and she can turn hers off. Once yeah. I've gotten to the point, I can't turn mine off. What so, have you been watching, Joseph? Yeah. So look, I'm disappointed to hear her say that one of the things she has been watching isn't The Legend of Mox Machina, because now there's six episodes out oh, on shit. Amazon. Yeah, yeah I, I am going to watch that, but I haven't watched it this week. <laughs> But disappointment for sure. I mean, look, I think we're going to do a whole episode on it whenever they're all done. But, yeah. uh, okay, can, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I can absolutely vouch. You know, six episodes out, it's really good. You should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Hey, I, I just want to interrupt for a second. Maybe this doesn't even go on the pod because I don't want to spoil it. Did you guys watch that new Boba? I did. Holy shit! Well, I we'll just talk about it after. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. It's just. This show gets really great when it has nothing to do with so this. I do want to talk about something because you talked about it last week about how week to week your opinions of the show change. Right. That was in my head the whole fucking right. time of this episode, which is that is one. It's an entirely different fucking show. Right. And that show is good. That show is great. Uh, but I did see someone. There was like a maybe I'm giving people too much credit. But talking about how, like, at an investor meeting last year, after they announced Book of Boba Fett, people were really confused if it was the new Mandalorian. Right. And they called it, they said it's like Mandalorian 2.5, which is does kind of seem what, what the show is. Right. Um, but I really feel like Filoni and Favreau wanted to tell two stories. Filoni wanted to tell Ahsoka versus Thrawn, and Favreau wanted to tell, like, a war for Mandalore, like, Jinjar and Boba Fett. Bo-Katan all fighting each other. Right. And so we've done three fucking seasons of TV that all it is is set up for those two stories. Right, right, right. I don't know that that's a good thing. Right, right. No, totally. That's what I feel like we're watching. Because, again, we'll talk about this whole episode. And really, we usually, when we try to do this, we break from format. But when we do Boba Fett, we need to talk about it episode by episode. Yeah. But it definitely, because it isn't just that these two episodes are better than Boba Fett. They're better on average than than Mandalorian are. Like Mandalorian yeah. usually has some filler episodes and this is just this is what I would expect from a whole season of the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's all of that in two episodes. Yes. But anyways, Joseph. You haven't watched any of it. I have not watched you any of it. You should watch the fucking five or six episodes that are out because the finale comes out on Wednesday and we could do it next week. You really want to watch this most recent episode. It's I so don't even good. know if you'll like it. You're so hateful. The finale comes but, out on Wednesday? Yeah. We should do that next week. Motherfucker. They, they, except for one episode they breeze through. There's one episode that feels like it's an hour and a half, but... It, like, all takes place in the sand, people. And it's not bad. It just feels really slow. I made you guys watch Daredevil. I can watch this fucking show. Yeah, don't be fucking fine. bitch. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, the only other thing that's, that's worth talking about is uh, the most out in public I've been in probably two years. I went, and I hurt was also there, though I didn't see him. Went to go see uh, Nate Bregazzi, who came to Pensacola, of all places. Right. <laughs> uh, and it was fucking amazing. It was so funny. Uh, uh, I, I've... I got there a little late. There were two warm-up comics, right? Yeah. Okay, just two, yeah. Uh, who are both good. Uh, the, yeah. The, the second one I recognized, he's been on, like, America's Got Talent or whatever. Um, it was one of those things where 
I, this is the, I think my first like live stand-up comedy show. Um, and there was a part of me that was worried that like something about the environment or something like it, I, I don't know. I felt like a lot of pressure to really enjoy it. And right. that, that made me worried that I wasn't going to stand up shows can be like, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so like for the first two guys, like there were, there were some funny bits and I was like, okay, so this is probably like what I'm, the amount that I'm going to laugh. This seems like the amount that I should expect. And then they forgot to come on and just fucking crushes it right. the whole time. I was crying several times. The funniest shit. Uh, it, it, we've talked about him on the podcast before, but uh, you know he's he's a clean comic that you don't even notice is a clean right. comic until somebody tells you. Uh, he just he's just funny because you know what he really feels like. He's just real like a really funny friend telling you some. One hundred percent is what like, it is. He, you know, and it's not against comics who do jokes. I love comics who do jokes, but he doesn't really do jokes. He just tells you these stories, and the premise of all of them is I'm an idiot. Yes, and sometimes the premise is also there's another guy who's an idiot. But he never stops being an idiot, and that's a big part of his charm. It is absolutely. I wanted to say something about one of the um, one of the openers because you mentioned he's a clean comic, and I kind of wondered what his audience was like because he seems like very. He seems like he as a person is more on the alt comic side side of things. I feel like he would be more likely to hang out with Patton Oswalt than Jeff Foxworthy. Sure. But where he keeps it clean, I wondered what kind of people were going to show up to his show. And for the most part, I felt like it was Patton Oswald. But there was one joke the opening guy did about, you know, he was doing about, you know, uh, you know, wearing wearing his mask and nobody wearing a mask and him talking about it and somebody saying, well, don't you know you're in Florida? And the roof went off the place uh-huh. with, with, with applause. And I was like, well, there are some Jeff Foxworthy people here, definitely. <laughs> I, I can just vouch from just looking around as we were trying to escape the building when it was over <laughs> yeah. uh, that every single person that was there, at least every single male, was my age and looked like they also had a podcast. <laughs> so that was the audience right. that totally. was that was there that day. Totally. Uh, but this is a big deal for me because, you know, again, it was the first time I've been out in, in a long time, but... Uh, uh, it was also one of those things where when it first came on sale, I was very excited because uh, I've, I've made a pact with myself in my medium old age, which is as, as a young person, as a, a teenager, young 20s, whatever, I was very excited uh, about like being adulty. Mm-hmm. I was very proud of the fact that I had my own job, that I made my own money, that I saved my money. Uh, and what I, the, the one, I always say to myself, if I could go back in time and tell myself one thing, it'd be don't believe people who tell you it's just allergies. But if I got to tell myself two things, right. uh, it would be spend all of your money to go see all of the bands and all of the people that you enjoy in your early 20s because they will break up or release a bunch of music that you don't like. Or they become assholes. Or become assholes. They were assholes. I, 100% true. No matter how bad it went, I've never regretted any show as much as the show I didn't shows I didn't see. I can tell you one right off the bat. I didn't go see Nirvana on their last tour. Holy shit. <laughs> I had a ride and I didn't go. Fucking I like I'll get those those guys are huge. They'll be back. Yeah. I'll, you know, like fucking three months later, boom. Uh yeah, no, so I one under agree with present agree with that thing. Oh, uh, one thing I wanted to say about this, I, I saw Jerry Seinfeld a while back and um he did like 15 minutes on the product Flex Seal. And I, at that time, was just super into those Flex Seal commercials. I loved the making a boat out of Flex Seal. So this was just for me. So, but somehow I imagine that all of your viewing is late night, like <laughs> telemarketing ad things. Well, no, the thing is, if you watch the kind of TV I watch, uh-huh. it's those kind of ads all day. 
you know, an episode of Gunsmoke has the same ads as an mm. episode of Adult Swim. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but it just fucking killed. And I was like, I don't think I'll ever see anything like that again. But this dude lived like 15 minutes on bagged ice and it fucking killed. It was amazing. It was the best part of the show. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure this will be a special eventually. Yeah. But if you've never watched any Neighbor God's Day, I mean, just start with on YouTube and then you will go down the rabbit hole yeah. and uh, you'll thank me later. But I think that's it. We good? Yes. Next week, Book of Boba Fett. Woo! Woohoo! I'm sure it gets good. You know, that's the. I don't know if I which, which one's better. If it if it you were to tell me that it started great and petered off, or that it starts sucky and gets great later. I don't really know which one I'd prefer to watch, but neither one sounds great to Let me. Let me ask you this: Do you enjoy the goofier aspects of Star Wars? Sometimes. Um. Because they really do. Okay. You know, um, I mean, look, my favorite part in uh, maybe all of the prequel series is the the scene in episode two where there's the guy that goes, you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> Aren't Man. you a fan of Rex's diner as well? I'd also love Rex. You're going to fucking love I, this I, show. Literally, this whole show is, do you want to buy some death sticks? Okay, great. Yeah. Then I might enjoy it. When you get to the bike gang, uh-huh. not the real bike gang, the colorful bike gang. That's when you're going to decide. That's the part I want to talk to you about. Okay. Yeah. It's the hardest one for me to peg how you'll feel about it. Because I know that about you, how much you enjoy that shit in Attack of the Clones. And whether it's Filoni or whoever, they also fucking love that shit in Attack of the Clones. (laughs) That's great. And most of the internet... Did not, not like right. that shit. Most of the people thought that Desperado was showing up and Spy Kids showed up. That's yeah. what happened with this show. I love Spy Kids, so you, you know might, this you... might be your thing. <laughs> Solely for you. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Alright, well that's uh yeah, that's it for the podcast next week, uh Boba Fett. Uh if you want to get in touch with us about how you feel about Daredevil. You don't have to. Please do. I'd love to hear it. Uh you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies and on Instagram at Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs>